I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, well actually I guess just to start, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Hope everyone, regardless of where you were at, that you had a restful Thanksgiving holiday. But on this episode, what are we talking about, Ez? The iconic show, animated cartoon show, we all know as The Simpsons. That is right. It's celebrating the anniversary of that show. And how old is The Simpsons now? Already over 30 years. Yeah, it was released in December more than 30 years ago. And we thought, you know, let's uh, take the time to celebrate it. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot that we could talk about, a lot of iconic moments and that sort of thing. But before we get into that, let's answer last week's trivia question. What famous voice actor voiced the character of Barney Rubble from the Flintstones? That was Mel Blank, who was most famous for being voicing many of the Looney Tunes. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tweety, Sylvester, Porky Pig, Marvin the Martian... Yosemite Sam. Very cool. Okay, so yeah, so so stick around to the end of this episode for the next trivia question. For now, let's do an On This Birthday. We usually do an actor, somebody famous, right? But this time I thought we'd mix it up a little bit and do the birthday for Homer Simpson, which is May 12, 1956. So Ezra, do you know of anything that came out on May 12th? Hmm, I think, Bill, there was a film I remember released May 12th of 2017, and I think it was... Alien Covenant. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, part of the um, famous horror series, Alien, by Ridley Scott. And I think that was the... Oh, gosh. I don't know. I can't keep track of how many there have been. It's like the sixth or seventh one, not including the the spinoffs based on the Alien series. So, okay. not <laughs> So, per, perhaps not the most child-friendly film to come out on homer's birthday but certainly it did come out on that on that day and the simpsons which we're talking about in general isn't the most suitable show for the younger audiences well that's very true and a very fair point i suppose same idea with like family guy and other shows like that right and we could certainly talk about the influence of the simpsons on shows like family guy and other shows like that but let's hold off on that and let's get to our feature presentation The Simpsons, well, the first episode of the official show, The Simpsons, started on December 17th, 1989. But, in fact, as we had discussed on this podcast before, The Simpsons had already existed in some capacity. Yes, as segments 
of the sketch comedy series The Tracy Ullman Show. There were 48 short segments. I mean, you can definitely see a lot of the aspects. The sense of humor was this, was similar. The same kind of uh, sardonic, tongue-in-cheek satire of the sort of nuclear family that the Simpsons represent. But, as we had discussed before, there were a lot of things that were different, like the art style of the characters of the Simpsons was different. I believe the voice actors were different. Or Well, the same actors, though, but their voices sounded different, especially Homer's voice sounded very different. Yeah, it's, he sounded <laughs> a lot more sinister. Sounded a lot scarier in, compared to how a lot cuter he is today. Yeah, so I guess before we really... But I'm saying also, Mac Rating, the creator, before he did The Simpsons, he did a comic strip called Life in Hell. Yeah, and what do you know about that comic strip? It ran until two, from 1977 until 2012. And would you say it was a similar kind of sense of humor as The Simpsons? Yeah, but it did have, like, bunny characters, and I think it also had an early prototype of Bart Simpson. Mm. And, and of course, Matt Groening, he, he's uh, done other similar shows. Futurama is another one. And Disenchantment. Yeah, so Futurama's kind of a spoof on sci-fi. Disenchantment is a spoof on fantasy. In the same way that The Simpsons are a spoof on the kind of family sitcoms that were popular at the time, especially on TV. I see, I get it. Yeah, and then let's talk about The Simpsons themselves, the five, the five main Simpsons. Yeah, let's hear it. First, there's Homer Simpson, whose who's catchphrase we all know is, Don't! <laughs> yeah, he's notoriously lazy. You know, he's he's lazy and ignorant, and he loves donuts and beers. And not too bright either. Not Yeah, not too bright at all. Even though he works at a nuclear power plant, seemingly in charge of making sure that the, the power plant doesn't have a meltdown, you, you might not be the best person for the job. <laughs> I know. And then there's Marge, who's known for her large blue hair. Yeah, and she's the... The anchor of the family. She's the mom. Yep. Where Homer is is a goofball and unreliable. Marge is generally the one coming in and cleaning up the messes for for everybody. And then there's the troublemaking Bart Simpson, who says, don't have a cow, man. <laughs> yeah, he has a few catchphrases. Probably his most famous one is, eat my shorts. And then there's Lisa, Bart's sister, and she plays the saxophone. And she's super smart, right? Yes, really intelligent as well. And she's in second grade while Bart's in fourth grade. But she's definitely smart. <laughs> a lot smarter than Bart. Yeah, even though she's two years younger. And then, of course, the youngest member of the family, Maggie. Pacifier-sucking Maggie, who, who might be a character of baby of no words, but we can understand her communications. Yeah, she... It's a lot of uh, miming and understanding through body language yes and i think in recent seasons correct me if i'm wrong but i do think because the thing about the simpsons as characters is that none of them age they all remain the same age as because they're animated cartoon characters they're not real they're fictional characters right so they're the same age they they haven't progressed in that way but i do think maggie or maybe there's just specific episodes where maggie is grown up 
and you see yeah. her as as a an older child and sometimes as an adult. And yeah, and those are the main five main characters and of course there there are side characters that come in and out and some are more uh, frequent some less so yes like the characters on the show like the main recurring primary characters there's the simpsons next door neighbor ned flanders whose catchphrase is hi diddly ho neighbor and there's uh the grandpa character who i believe is homer's dad and he comes, yes, he he's always coming in and he doesn't always have the best memory doesn't always know exactly where he's at he's a lovable guy but he's also very stubborn and stuck in his old ways and not very bright either <laughs> yeah well he is homer's dad and there's patty and selma marge's sisters who run a dmv and and also smoke yeah <laughs> and they have very gravelly voices and very um rough around the edges i you you could say. They also don't really like Homer that much either. A tombstone? It came with the burial plot, but that's not important. The important thing is Homer's dead. Get out of here, you ghouls! Yeah, so you have all these recurring and regular characters that show up. Krusty the Clown, Apu. Who runs the uh, 7-Eleven-like store called the Quickie Mart. And uh, Chief Wiggum, the the principal of the school, where principal Lisa, Skinner. And, yeah, Lisa and Bart go to. Yep, and I also know there's there's Ralph, also who Lisa has a crush on, and who also happens to be Chief Wiggum's son. And don't forget Lenny and Carl, who also work at the nuclear power plant. Lenny and Carl are a pretty funny duo. Yeah, that and they often go with Homer to Moe's, which is like the local bar and they hang out there and and have silly mm. arguments about things that clearly none of them know what they're talking about but that doesn't stop them yeah that's happened since the beginning of the show yeah i imagine a lot of people certainly can recognize that in people they might know and these a lot of these primary characters have been around since the beginning of the show and then there's Mayor Quimby, the mayor of Springfield, which is the fictional city where the show takes place in. I mean, they, we could just list all the characters and that could be an episode in and of itself. But what is the premise of this show? There's the Simpsons, who are a family who live in the city of Springfield. And it's not like there's any kind of overarching thing. It's just a normal, well, quote unquote, normal family living together. They get up to various hijinks. Bart is always getting trouble at school. Yeah. And this is pretty represented well in the opening title sequence that has the, the famous uh, theme song. Scored by Danny Elfman. <laughs> that always has various gags. Like Bart on a chalkboard when he writes... What he won't do again. Which changes every episode. And also, then there's the couch gag, and it's different each time. They've become a lot more advanced since the newer, more modern episodes of the show. One of the funniest ones I remember was when the Simpsons, like when they slip on banana peels onto the couch. <laughs> yeah, and just to clarify for people who might not be familiar, what Ezra is describing is when all the characters are either getting off of work or 
getting out of school or getting out of detention in Bart's case, and they're all racing home to watch TV together, and, and they all sit together on a couch and watch TV. The couch gag refers to, like, different ways they have the characters come together on the couch, and, and it's always something different, and it's always kind of a silly slapstick thing, usually. <laughs> As Ezra said, slipping on banana peels onto the couch. It's interesting, though, that the early 90s episodes of The Simpsons from the early seasons and the, and some of the 2000s episodes, they, I would regard those as classic episodes of the show. Well, that's the thing. This show has been on for 30 years now, uh, more than 30 years now. It's gotten its fair share of praise, for, for sure. It's, it's one of the most famous shows ever, one of the most influential comedy shows ever. There has been a lot of criticism lobbed at it because it has been running for so long. There have been suggestions that like the comedy has gotten tired or they're repeating same jokes and same plot. Line. There's actually a funny article I saw that showed how the different kind of quote unquote repeat episodes where there will be an episode in season eight that is exactly the same episode as one that came in season 24. It's just like there are slight variations, but it's clearly just like the writers have been working on this show for so long <laughs> that they've forgotten some of the old episodes they've done and accidentally rewrote them. But notwithstanding that criticism, I've heard that the last couple seasons have actually been really, really great. I mean, there's a reason why this show has been on TV for 30 years and continues to be on TV. And you know, and it's there have been many classic episodes I remember growing up. For instance, like one of the very first episodes of the show called Bart the Genius, which is also the second episode of the first season overall. When Bart got, goes to a school and does science experiments, but he fails, I remember. Other good episodes I remember, like from the classic seasons, like some were Homer... From the, in the fifth season, I remember when Homer has a barbershop quartet, which was in the first episode of season five. I remember also <clears throat> some good moments, like the Treehouse of Horror annual specials, which, which have the three segments in each episode. Those are the Halloween themed episodes. And I also know from what I know, the segments of them, they're also non-canon in the series. Not part of the overall story. Yeah, they're they're a separate thing. But yeah, there's um, you know there there are a lot of classic gags and classic episodes that have come out of these these many many seasons. Like the eighth season, there was Frank Homer's rival, Frank Grimes, fr from the eighth season. I remember he despised Homer. I know, and he he was pretty unkind. I remember saying, "I'm not your buddy." And then he goes crazy towards the end of the episode, and then he abruptly died when he hit an electrical machine. And there's also a lot of episodes that are references to other movies or shows. I remember one in particular that's a reference to The Shining, where Homer and his family are taking care of some building, some hotel. Rather than go crazy from the isolation... <laughs> uh, Homer goes crazy because he doesn't have beer or access to TV. And also I remember from the eighth season one parodying Mary Poppins called Simpsons Califragilistic Expiala Dotious, which <laughs> there have been various episodes that have in parentheses that says annoyed grunch, which which they mean dough. 
Yeah, and and I remember one gag. I remember I can't remember what particular episode it was, but in this episode, Homer has crossed Springfield's mafia. And at the end of the episode, he's being chased by some mafia members who are shooting at him. And as he's running away, he he yells back, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the mafia members stop and they're like, oh, well, I guess he said he's sorry. We should just let him go. And then you hear a second later him shout back, I'm sorry, you're such jerks. <laughs> and then they start running after him again and shooting at him again. And it's like, oh, Homer you dummy you should have just let it go but sometimes it's a lot of the humor is just characters knowing better but deciding to do things anyway there it has been some episodes that are kind of controversial like for instance one that because it was controversial prior to 9-11 called the city of new york versus homer simpson because it had the world trade center in it prior to 9-11 i'm saying that's why so that's why they stopped airing it but it has premiered on still aired on some stations in recent years however and the simpsons is also famous for quote-unquote predicting things it's not so much that it's predicting things it's just that when you've been putting together a show for 30 years you're inevitably going to make jokes or gags or whatever that could be connected to real world events um so probably the most famous one is that Back in the 90s, they had a throwaway gag about how Donald Trump was president. And turns out that happened. So things like that. Um, And also they have a lot of, you could say, special guest appearances. Often voiced by the the celebrities that they are depicting. For instance, one one episode in the sixth season had Mel Brooks. Or for instance, though, the late Penny Marshall. I'm saying I don't think she looked like her, but she voiced... Ms. Botts, Lucille Botskowski, the babysitter bandit, in the last episode of the first season, Some Enchanted Evening, I remember. Yeah, so you have other characters like NSYNC made an appearance on one episode, Weird Al Yankovic. Or in the 13th season, it had Ben Stiller. Edward Norris appeared on an episode. Characters like that, and uh, people like that. I mean, it's... <laughs> Again, it's been going on for 30-plus years, so it's got quite quite the A-list of celebrities and politicians and famous figures who have appeared on the show. The Simpsons, though, has also retired characters or deceased characters who are who no longer appear on the show. I was about to bring that up because, obviously, this is a comedy show. It's mostly focused on humor, but it's not afraid to veer into more dramatic subjects uh, and even tragic subjects when when it calls for it. So there's one plot line in particular that I remember where Ned Flanders' wife passes away unexpectedly. Yes, tragically killed during a, during a race, I remember. Her name was Maude Flanders, I remember. Or from much earlier when Lisa's idol, Bleeding Gums Murphy, passed away. Yeah, so you have these plot lines where it's these characters learning to reconcile with what's happened and and figuring out how to move on. And it, and it can lead to very poignant emotional moments of characters learning to cope. Like when Bleeding Gums Murphy's spirit appears in the sky and Lisa plays saxophone with him. It even had a funny reference to James Earl Jones's Darth Vader and also Mufasa from The Lion King. And, and I think that's kind of the beauty of The Simpsons is that it knows how to make people laugh even in the darkest moments, even when it's tackling the darkest kind of subjects. 
who's not necessarily a deceased character, but a retired character, is Troy McClure, who was an actor and one of the characters voiced by the late Phil Hartman. Like, you would say, hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such films as whatever he mentions. Yeah, so The Simpsons is really good at writing that line between paying homage to things and also being able to poke fun at itself and at the things it's honoring to, you know, I, I think it's a good reminder that, like, even in the darkest moments, there there are opportunities to laugh and to smile. Yep, I know. There have been multiple times, though, where some episodes had musical numbers or episodes that were musicals. Like, for instance, one was from the sixth season called Homer the Great, where he wanted to join a stonecutters club, and it was called We Do. And I remember who guest starred in that episode was Sir Patrick Stewart. Or, like, the... The Mary Poppins parody episode had parodies of the songs we remember from the classic Disney film Mary Poppins. Or from the ninth season, from the 200th episode, Trash of the Titans, it had a parody of the Candyman called The Garbage Man. Who can take the trash? Who can take the trash out? And one episode called The President Who Wore Portals, which focused on Lisa becoming president, was a musical episode. And, of course, you know, we can't wrap this up without mentioning that the Simpsons has had its own movie. Yes, in 2007, some comic books, even video games, and a theme park attraction at Universal Studios Parks in here in, in California and in Florida. I do want to mention, uh, I remember playing one video game as a kid. I think it's called Simpsons Hit and Run. It came out in 2003. Yeah, and it's like a, a car driving game. And... It was notoriously hard, impossibly hard for any kids. Um, <laughs> I've talked to friends. It was, for, it was rated T for T, not E for everyone, or everyone 10 and up because it was for older ones. I remember talking to a friend who played it. He talked about how <laughs> he had bite marks in his controller because he would get so frustrated with the game that he would bite onto his controller. It was just always a reminder <laughs> of playing that game. Also, I remember four years later, I remember playing as a kid, there was the Simpsons game, which was also kind of a hard game as well. <laughs> yes, I don't know why. It's something about the, the Simpsons franchise just do not make for easy video games, as, as you would nope. expect. But Obviously, yeah. So... Obviously, this is a beloved franchise. Any last thoughts, Ezra, about... Well, like, other things I may have for may have forgotten to mention, like... I also like as much as Family Guy, and there's even been a Simpsons Family Guy crossover episode as well. as Which was part of Family Guy, but it crossed over with The Simpsons. Um, I remember, even in the beginning of the show, there even had been picture books based on the show, based on Mag featuring Maggie Simpson, even though The Simpsons in general isn't a show suitable for younger audiences. But I like it and think it's funny and amusing and hilarious with with fun characters like Mr. Burns. We forgot to mention him. He goes, <laughs> excellent. And his assistant is Mr. Smithers. He says, you're a genius, sir. And interestingly, they're both voiced by, by Harry Shear. <laughs> That's funny. I One time I met the people from The Simpsons. Yeah, I mean, and you know, <laughs> I think you can tell that 
there's just so much to talk about with this show. So maybe we'll save it for next episode. So stick around for the second part. I guess that we're we're going to be doing now. So we're going to do a second part, and I'm excited in that next episode to talk about what other things I know about The Simpsons. Indeed. All right. So stick around for that. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, let's get a trivia question from Ezra. What U.S. state is Springfield located in? Okay, and this is a bit of a tricky one. So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later. Bye.